Welcome to the Addiction in My Family podcast, dedicated to educate parents and other family members about addiction, codependency, enabling, and recovery with your host, Donna Marston, author of Peeling the Onion and Just for Today. Welcome to Addiction in My Family. This is Donna M. And today's podcast is about better health using hypnosis. My guest today is Paul Ramsey. And I just thought, you know, there's many pathways to recovery and healing. And I thought, let's look at hypnosis. So um, to give you a little history, hypnosis can be traced all the way back to the ancient Greeks and Egyptians. Yet many people today are still unaware of how hypnosis can be used as a powerful tool for greater health. Paul Ramsey is a board-certified hypnotist and certified instructor of hypnotism. While working at the University of New Hampshire, Paul was introduced to hypnotism and saw the potential to help people create the change they desired using the power of suggestion. Paul has toured the nation since 2004 using hypnotism as a form of entertainment. And when not traveling, he meets with clients for coaching in individualized hypnosis sessions. Welcome, Paul. Welcome to Addiction in My Family. And um, so one of the things that I've learned in my journey through my son's addiction and, and uh, recovery is that there's many pathways to recovery, and I think there's many pathways to healing. So the reason that I thought we should have this conversation is to talk about how can hypnosis help people either with recovery or their parents. I know when I was going through it, I didn't sleep. And I noticed you do hypnosis for sleep. Yeah. So I wonder if you could just give a little bio, I guess, or just tell us how, how hypnosis can help us. Sure. Well, I mean, so we'll start out broad because that's the beginning of the answer. And then I'm happy to sort of dive deeper with you. But I think the first answer, Don, is hypnosis is just an amazing tool in life. And so it really, then we start getting into like, okay, but how can you use it for this? And how can you use it for this? Hypnosis itself is really just a state of increased focus and narrowed attention. So when mm -hmm. people go into hypnosis, what they really do is they have a mild dissociative event um, and dissociation on, uh, you know, as a psychological term is when people sort of step out of their current lived experience a little bit, they disconnect from their real time conscious experience, but they're still conscious. And so mm -hmm. that's one of the big myths is people always think that you go unconscious or you pass out when you do hypnosis, you're conscious the entire time. But the great thing is, is when you dissociate like that, what you do is you sort of clear the clutter from all the other things you're thinking about and all the other things that are coming at you. And you get more and more focused on something. Now, what you focus on, that's where a hypnotist comes in. It's their job to help you focus on a particular thought or idea, you know. Um, and when you do self-hypnosis, you develop a protocol or a, a process of helping yourself focus on what you most want to focus on. So that's sort of the broad way of looking at it. And then you get into all these beautiful possibilities of, well, you know, it might be really nice to focus on just 
allowing myself to release all the thoughts and unwanted ideas of the day and focus on the gift of sleep. And how can I communicate that to myself in a way that helps me transition to sleep more efficiently, that helps me sleep more deeply and peacefully so that I can really get the sleep I need and that I deserve. Mm -hmm. And then you take that and you pretty much just repattern it over and over and over again. You know, you want to be less stressed, you get yourself into that more focused, narrowed attention state, and then you deliver suggestions for how to release the stress that you've been holding on to, how to let go of those unneeded thoughts and ideas so that you can be more calm, be more peaceful, feel lighter, feel more free. So we do a lot of language patterning in hypnotism. We do a lot of symbolic um, language association, metaphors, because the brain loves to work on symbols and, and represented ideas as symbols and pictures. Mm -hmm. um, so a hypnotist's job is really to sort of figure out what the best way is to do that with a client. But everyday people can do it as well. Everyday people can learn self-hypnosis and then they can use it to decompress at the end of the day, to transition to better sleep, to um, give themselves more confident, optimistic ideas and see the potential in life. And so then, again, there's ways to take all of those concepts and press them forward to use them actively for addiction as well. Right. I know somebody who got sober doing a past life regression. And I wonder um, if hypnosis, how that would work for people who are trying to get sober. They go into treatment. You know, it might even be something that's really cool that doing this when they're in treatment, having hypnosis, having yoga, having uh, learning how to meditate yeah. to incorporate all those different tools. Yeah. So I get asked about past life regression a lot. And what I always tell people, my standard response is I say, well, I don't do it. So I can't tell you for sure, but I have looked into it. And I, I love to interview colleagues in the hypnotism community. In, I've done those before. Um, I've done interviews with people. And, and so I can, I can talk about it a little bit. I can as a professional, I can say, first thing I always say to people is there's no concrete evidence that supports the idea of past lives, right? right. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's just because no one's figured out how to do it. So I'm always open to the idea. I, in fact, not only open, I love the idea. I love the idea that we get a chance to do it over again and over again and over again. I think it's one of the most beautiful ideas. And so I say, but I just want to be clear since I, people pay me for my hypnotism services, I don't want to promise something to people that I, that I don't know I can deliver. So that's why I always sort of front load it that way. Yeah. And then I yeah. say, all right, let's be skeptical in a healthy way. Even if past life regression hypnotically isn't quote real, mm -hmm. what it then still has the potential to do is again, because the brain loves metaphors and our, and our brains love to help us build stories that explain the way our lives work, I think there's value still in doing past life regression for people as a way for them to figure out the story of why they're at, why they're the place they're at in life, mm -hmm. and then figure out how to understand that story in a better way to release the, the bad habits the bad experiences, the challenges that they're faced with in life. So I think there's value to past life regression 
so long as you go in protecting yourself as a consumer and not buying into people making grand claims that they can't substantiate. Did I say that clearly? Is that well? Yeah. No, and I, I get that. And I think too, what it does, is it helps to alleviate the baggage. So when I was living through my son's addiction, I had a past life regression. And, you know, I was just doing it because I was desperate to learn different ways to heal. Sure. But what it did, it brought me back to a, a place that I had forgotten about when I was nine years old. And it, it brought back this memory and I was able to heal it as an adult. Yeah. And so... I believe that things that happen between the ages of like, I think it's nine and 12, things that are said or done to us change how we are. Yeah. You know, uh, we're born beautiful, but those start, people start believing those things. They start internalizing those things. So I'll give you an example. Third grade, I stayed back. And um, first day of repeat third grade, I have, I'm in the, it was one through four. I'm in line and all the fourth graders are going, come on, you're in the wrong line. You're in the wrong line. I'm humiliated. Don't want anyone to see me. Finally get up to the classroom. I'm the last one in and there's no desk and it's an old wooden school. So it creaks every yeah. step you take creaks the teacher. And I don't know if this was done to humiliate me. You know, this is back in the sixties. Yep. And there was no desk. I had to go into the fourth grade class, ask for a desk, and everyone's laughing. I move it into the third grade class. Everybody's laughing. There's a spot in the back of the class, and that's where I stayed the rest of my life. This came to me when I was in my 50s, and I've been able to heal that. So how many people have been emotionally wounded along the way and because they have an addictive brain, yep. they, you know, they, they might start off experimenting with drugs or alcohol, and then their addiction takes over. But that trauma keeps them self-medicating yep. because they can't stand the pain. Absolutely. If I had an addictive brain, that thing at nine years old, that, that day could have destroyed me. Right. However, I carried it till I was in my 50s. I was the, 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 the stupid girl in the back of the room. Let me clarify. So, so that happened in your current life. Yeah. You're, yeah. So you didn't actually, so you went for a past life regression, but you actually didn't uncover a past life experience. Right. You uncovered a current life. You uncovered right. what we call a regression actually at that point where you, so this is in hypnotism, we call this an initial sensitizing event where you have an experience in your current life that maybe you never connected the dots in your head and you didn't remember the impact that it right. made on your life, right? Yeah. Now you understand. So this is where we get to the story of our current lives, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another important. So that's an important difference is some hypnotists do regression where they take you back and find an event in your life that made a really powerful emotional impression on you mm -hmm. and help you reframe it or release it so that it mm -hmm. doesn't have the negative impact. And then some hypnotists will do a past life regression where they actually take you back Back to previously lived lives and explore the karmic possibilities of how a traumatic death or a traumatic life event in a previous life could be carried forward and impacting you in your current life. Two different things, both completely fascinating. Yes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and so here you take it a step further 
which goes into the steps. You know, I'm familiar with the, the process of AA or NA, even though I don't have the ism, I've, I've experienced the steps as I laid out in the big book. Not because I wanted to do them for the right reasons. I did them because I was a nosy, controlling mother, and I wanted to make sure it was okay for my son to do them. But when you do your steps, you get to the fourth step, and you look at your character defects, right? And so you write your resentments, then the cause and the effect, and then after months, typically... Then you do, where am I selfish, self-seeking, and dishonest? And, and so we get to see our part, how we did it. But my point is, it takes you back to that nine-year-old. It takes you back to things that happened in your past that you blame people and places and things for that really, you know, it's how you internalized it. So hypnosis could yeah. bring you to those places it's like doing the steps, you know, or it's a way to enhance doing the steps yeah, in yeah. recovery. That could be very cool. Yeah. So I'll give you a, yeah. So I think your instinct is wonderful. I think your instinct is great. I Thank do you. this fun thing because, you know, maybe you don't know. I don't know if we talked about this before. I do all aspects of hypnotism. So I see clients. I train people who want to become hypnotists. And because I just, it's so much fun. I do stage hypnotism where I do hypnosis as a form of entertainment. So I tour all over the nation and I do mostly college shows. I get people up on a stage and I get them hypnotized and then we give them a variety of hypnotic hallucinations to, It's because it's fun and it's funny, right? Well, one of the things that I do is I see a beautiful opportunity just not only to entertain people, but to open their minds to the possibility of using hypnosis after they've seen it up close and personal to change their lives. And so mm -hmm. one of the things I, I do in my show is as part of the early process of getting people hypnotized, I have them forget their own first name. And that's a way for me to test how deeply hypnotized they are. If they can forget their name, I keep them and they proceed. If they can't, I send them back to the audience. I say, just keep trying it. You'll get better at it. You know, but that's sort of my, my catch and release point. Mm -hmm. well, when I get my ones who've forgotten their name, what I do is I say, now here's the cool thing. Not only do you have the power when your mind is really focused to forget your own name, but you you also have the power because of how efficient your mind now is in this in this state to remember things that you don't even know that you remember things you think that you've forgotten so what I'll do is I'll pick one person on stage who's doing really well with their hypnosis at that point and I'll say so what's your name and they'll you can see the look on their face they're puzzled yeah. they remember. I go but your fourth grade teacher's name and they say it right away and I go in your third grade teacher's name and your second and I work them all the way down so they say fourth grade third grade second grade first grade right? And they yeah. do it fast. They recall it very quickly. And then I go, and if they do that well, then I go, okay, now tell me which one was your favorite. And right away, they've got an emotional attachment to one of them. And so they'll say the name of the favorite one. And I go, okay, close your eyes. And they close their eyes. I say, now go to the classroom of that teacher. Physically, you know, you're here with me on stage, but in your mind, go right into that classroom. And in your mind, you can walk over to where you sat in that classroom and you sit in the seat. And now that you're in the seat, you see everything the windows, doors, chalkboard, white erase board, and all of your classmates are sitting in their seats. And I say, now, in your mind, turn and look to the left of you. Did anyone sit to the left of you in that class? And if they did, they'll say yes. And I say, see their face, tell me their name. 
and they say the name and then hmm. we go forward, right and behind, right? Yeah. So we check all the positions and and they they if they're there they name them. It blows the audience away. More importantly, it blows them away because I've done this. I just did this at a high school fundraiser show 2 nights ago and I had a parent up on stage who was well into their 40s and they remembered someone from first grade that they hadn't thought about in, you know, all those yeah. years. It's great to be able to take these experiences where you bring people back and the clarity is there. And, you know, I, I had a Saturday night, I had a, a show with a man on stage who was well into his, he was in his late fifties and he's, his first grade teacher was his favorite. And he was naming people who sat around him in first grade. And uh -huh. it was his first time being hypnotized. Here he is in his late fifties and he's having this experience and that's a power powerful thing to be able to share with people. I love doing this as a way to get people to then go, well, geez, if my mind can do that, what else can my mind do? Right. Yeah. Well, because you know what? When, when um, people are suffering with addiction or alcoholism and their parents are suffering with the worry, the fear, all of that, our head is our hell. Yep. And so we create stories that we don't know to be true. We, we mimic each other's behavior. One's yep. self-medicating, the other isn't. So yeah, the mind can be very damaging and yet it can be very powerful and healing and you know it can move you into places yeah. that are phenomenal, but it can take you to very dark places that are horrific. Yep. You know? And so many people, Donna, don't recognize that really your mind is all you have. You know, <laughs> right. for better or for worse, your mind is all you have. Your whole lived experience gets processed and made sense of in your mind. And if you don't really buy into that, then you're not as empowered. You don't get to live as an empowered life. But if you do buy into it, then you can start saying, okay, so what do I do about that? How right. can I learn to leverage the power of my mind to change the way that I think about what I'm capable of and what I can do? And that's my whole mission in life is to help people do that. Mm -hmm. Well, I think this is an interesting concept. <laughs> now adding hypnosis into recovery, because I, I just think it could be really powerful. I, I, I love like energy work and Reiki and all that stuff. And I can tell you when I was so sick, Two years before my son got sober, I couldn't tell you a feeling I had. I couldn't breathe. I caught myself holding my breath all the time. Mm -hmm. I wasn't living my life and I wasn't showing up for the people who were emotionally showing up for me. And so I had Reiki and that was my journey of um, healing. So I did it a little differently than most. So I believe in all this stuff. I love all this stuff. And um, I think it's just really powerful because there's just, you know, there's no right or wrong way. It's all, we all have to find our way and yeah. what works for us. And I think it's really powerful for, to, for hypnosis. And, and, you know, when I was studying for my certified, my CS, CRSW, um, I hate studying and, and I just, <laughs> I just, I'm not a student and because the third grade situation did a lot of damage, but, and I, and I've healed that. But what I did do is some hypnosis before I test now, whenever I have something, I find a hypnosis that will bring, re, help me recall everything. So when I oh, test, yeah. I passed in, in flying colors typically, nice. which is you. really cool. Yeah. You know, so, um, I use it a little bit, um, but I don't know a whole lot about it, but, it, but I'm intrigued by it. Yeah. So um, 
we're just about at our time. All right. And I, I just, is there anything that you'd like to add? Well, I would love to, at the, you know, I don't want to sound too pitchy, but it's that our timing of talking is great. I actually have an online self-hypnosis program that, uh, that I've built that teaches people how to use self-hypnosis. And I just, it's part of my bigger mission of just, you know, getting more and more people to use hypnosis to make their life better. We start on April 10th. Um, it's a four-week class. All of the content is online, so you can access it from the coffee shop or home on your, your iPhone or your tablet. Um, and then what we do to give you some help is every week for four weeks, we have, we use the same pro, uh, program you're using. We use Zoom mm -hmm. uh, so that people can get on their webcam, or if they don't have a webcam, they can call in on a phone and they can hear Sandra and I talk about the concepts of self-hypnosis and they can ask questions questions for how to use self-hypnosis. And the whole goal is to teach people, we teach a different self-hypnosis technique every week. And then we spend a lot of time talking about, okay, once you get hypnotized, what do you do with it? And so that's the big thing is talking about how to create suggestions that actually work, how to create the right ideas to deliver to yourself in hypnosis so that you can create the change that you want to create. So I would love it if your listeners would want to explore hypnosis. I think there really isn't a better way to do it than to, to learn this as a tool for yourself. And uh, what we do is once you buy the program, you're in, we never shut it off. So we do it quarterly. So then, you know, two, two months later, when we go to do it again, we'll send you an email. And if you want to drop in on the calls again and get more help and apply it to a different area of your life, then you just do that. So we, we want to have people around us that are using self-hypnosis to make their life better all the time in lots of different ways. And so I would love it if folks wanted to join us uh, on that. And they can get they can get information about that by going to besthypnosistraining.com. Awesome. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, I found that for more information, there's also paulramsey.com, correct? That's my entertainment site. Yep. That's okay. We'll learn about the fun stuff, the really fun and foolish stuff that stays <laughs> Um, yeah, for fundraisers I, and that's the entertainment side. Yeah, that's all okay. the hypnosis stuff. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Paul Ramsey hypnotist. If you Google Paul Ramsey hypnotist, you'll find me. I've got several different websites and things. We've always got a lot going on. So awesome. And and your partner is Sandra. Sandra Grace. Yep. Grace. She, she's also a hypnotist. She's a Reiki master. She's a licensed massage therapist and essential oils consultant. We do. Our whole goal is to just use all the tools we can to help people live their best life. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, thanks again. Thank and you. until next time, may your faith and strength heal your heart. Thank you for listening today. If you want to support the Addiction in My Family podcast, please subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. If you are in need of support, Donna offers private coaching sessions and an online membership page for parents who are emotionally bankrupt. For more information, visit www.donnaforsupport.com.